All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living, and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 17th, 2023, and week 237. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And I see we have two early comments. David says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Hope everyone is having a great day. Him also says, praise the Lord to all. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you so much for tuning in and leaving an early comment. So as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about written against us. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always. You guys get something out of it. Thank you very much, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer before we get into it tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for how you blessed us. Lord, we thank you for all the many uh, wonderful things that you did for us. Lord, we thank you for our life, health, and strength. Lord, we uh, being a loving God, for being a God who cares about us, a God who uh, is concerned with our issues, our problems, the things that we're going through on a day-in and day-out basis. Lord, we thank you uh, for all of these things. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight. Lord, we're praying that your word would go forth, Lord, that you would increase, Lord, and that we would all decrease, Lord. We're praying that uh, you would just continue to help us, Lord, continue to lead and guide us into all truth, Lord. We're praying that uh, no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, God bless each and every one of you for being with us tonight. Um, um, David and uh, Sister Kim, God bless you guys for uh, interaction with us. Uh, we do appreciate you guys for being here. Um, and I pray that this, these Bible studies, um, all the Bible studies that you guys have been in and all that you will be in, I pray that uh, they continue to help you. They continue to um, cause you to look even deeper. God uh, continues to reveal things to you uh, because God knows that's what I'm desiring for myself as well, that God will continue to show me things, uh, that he will continue to help me uh, to see exactly what uh, he's trying to communicate to me uh, as well. So again, God bless you guys. Um, we're going to look at some things tonight. Um, just some things that I was um, looking at myself and uh, I just continually see how God or how God takes care of his people. Um, God allows some things to happen to us, uh, some situations that we do not ask for. Uh, a lot of situations happen to us that we do, do not desire. Uh, but through it all, God still still helps us. He still uh, sees us through. And so I want to look at some stuff tonight. Uh, we're going to come from the book of Colossians. Uh, that's where we'll start uh, in the book of Colossians chapter two. And let's let's pick it up at verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting. 
that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was was and took it out the way, nailing it to his cross. Now, we're obviously dealing with Jesus. Um, and what he did for us on the cross. Now, Christ did so much for us, so many things still uh, trying to uncover. We're still trying to understand just how much he did for us. Um, but just looking at this, now, I'm going to get into some other things, but I have first uh, because we understand that uh, in the Old Testament, we were given given the law. Um, we know that the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Uh, but now the law, uh, it served its purpose. Uh, but the law was not the ultimate plan of God. It was a stepping stone, yes. It was something God used to get us where he wanted us to be. Uh, but the law was not the final destination. So the law uh, was written. In fact, there were certain things about the law that we could not keep. Now, when, when you go back and look at the Jews, um, and, and Jesus dealt with many of them in his day, we know uh, certain things such as uh, even the Sabbath day. Uh, we still have people who attempt to keep the Sabbath day, uh, at, at least as far as they can understand it. Uh, people attempt, attempt to keep the Sabbath uh, but we find Jesus um, on a few occasions where he went out and picked corn, him and his disciples. He went out and healed. He went out and did good works, good things, even on the Sabbath day. And people wanted to condemn him, but he turned it around on them. Which of you, if you have an ox, if you have some type of animal and it falls into the hole, even on the Sabbath day, he said, won't you go and pick it up? Won't you go and get your animal out of trouble? Won't you go and relieve your animal? See, what he was trying to let them know, you guys, the Sabbath day, you, you are not able to not do anything. You guys are constantly failing at keeping these certain laws. They constantly fail. And so what he did, down here, and he did not uh, uh, destroy the law, but he came to fulfill the law for our sakes, because we cannot keep the law. No matter how hard we try, we're not perfect as he was to keep the law. And so he took the law away. He, 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 uh, I don't want to say he took the law away, but he fulfilled the law so that now we don't, we do not have to because we could not. 
tells us that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus Christ. So now, back when uh, the law, I was thinking about this earlier, back when the law was given, uh, the first time Moses had to go up on the mount uh, for 40 days, 40 nights, and he stayed. And the Bible tells us God wrote on those tablets the Ten Commandments. He wrote them down for Moses. He wrote the laws on the tables of stone for Moses. And after Moses came down off the mountain, uh, once he got and he found the people uh, falling into temptation and falling into sin, he, he threw the uh, stones on the ground and broke them. And now the second time, uh, he did this out of anger. And now after that situation took place, God had him come up again. And this time God had those commandments down. You know, it, it, just, as a side note, just looking at that, God began to deal with me about us working for things, us having to uh, struggle and achieve things. See, we appreciate things in life. When we worked hard to achieve them. See, I, I looked at how Moses, how he destroyed uh, what God had did. He, he, he threw that on the ground out of his frustration and anger. We, we're doing, uh, we're, we're dealing with a series on anger management in uh, the, the, the weekly uh, Monday Zoom Bible study. So if you have not been in those, I, I encourage you to join us. But as I look at, uh, and when I'm not really dealing with this tonight, but it just came up. But when you see Moses' frustration, he breaks what God had worked for. And so after that, I don't find Moses break those tablets again because now after that, God had him write it. God had him struggle and, and go through the process of writing those commandments down. He's in 40 nights. He didn't eat. He didn't, uh, he didn't drink anything. He fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. But I look at how God was showing us that it's something about when we work for things. See, I, if you have, if you have a young child or anybody for that for that matter, if you give them something, uh, a lot of times people have um, their own possessions, and, and uh, sometimes somebody might ask to borrow something, it, whether it's your car, whether it's a phone, whether it's uh, when you give it to someone else, you loan it to them, you allow them to use it. People don't tend to treat your things the way that you treat them. In fact, sometimes we don't even treat our own things the way we should treat them until we tear it up. <laughs> Breaks until we lose it, until something happens. And then we start to respect it. Uh, this is really, I'm uh, going really into a direction I did not intend to, but sometimes we, we see uh, people get into relationships, people get into marriages, not treat their spouse the way that they should have. And their spouse might leave them. And then all of a sudden, they now want to do right. See, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes when people come to their senses, they then want to do right. They realize their mistakes. They realize uh, 
messed up. See, God has to take us through these things. We got to start appreciating what we have in life. God, I don't know where God is taking me with it, but we have to start appreciating what we have in life. And so I find that uh, sometimes the only way for God to get us to appreciate things is for us to work hard towards those things. Whether it's money, whether it's a vehicle, whether it's a house, whatever it is, whether it's a relationship, a marriage, put in some hard work to maintain it, to keep it up. Because if things are just given to us, we have a tendency as people to not appreciate it, to abuse it, to misuse. We do this all the time. God give us our health and strength. God give, look, I've told you guys before, God, uh, he'll give us even teeth. And we don't appreciate them. Look, we love to eat. We love to eat chicken and fish and that might not even eat meat. There's things you love to eat, the vegetables, the fruits, uh, the, the ice cream, the cakes, the sweets. We love to eat. But you know what? Sometimes we don't even appreciate the very teeth that God gives us. And so he causes them to have cavities. To, to start to rot away, to start to wake us up, to let us know, you know what? You need to appreciate these things that I've given you. Because if you don't try to take care of them, if you don't do certain things, if you don't brush, if you don't uh, floss and upkeep, you will lose them. See, God has to show us. He has to do something to make us appreciate what we have. I recall uh, a good while ago, some years ago, God took some things from me. He took even the feeling of hunger all my life. You know, that's one of the main things we complain about. And I, I have did it many times. Oh, I'm so hungry. Complaining about it. Being frustrated and upset because I'm hungry and can't eat at the time. Or what God took the feeling of hunger. And he took it away for so long that now I began to wish I could even feel that sensation again. I wish I could feel hungry. So I could complain now. No longer did I want to complain and be upset because I couldn't eat. Now I'm just wanting it because it's the normal pattern of life. It's a normal way of feeling. My body had been sick and my body had lost some things that I wish I had again. I remember when I can recall, I first felt that sensation again after praying, after praying, after uh, so many fast days, so many days of just meditating on the word and reading the word and studying and all these things. And finally, God brought that back to me and I brought tears to my eyes. Every now and then I still reminisce about it and think about it. And it still causes me to feel grateful, thankful for something so simple. For something that I had complained about in the past. But I realized God can easily take away. 
complain about and that we get upset about. And so every day of my life, I'm now trying to be grateful and show God I appreciate. But we've got to get to the place where we even learn to thank God for the problems that take place. I'm not telling you to ask for a problem. I wouldn't dare tell you to ask for a problem. But I am telling you that once problems start to take place, can you thank God for it? Can you say, Lord, I thank you? I don't want this to happen. But Lord, I'll together for my good. Can you thank him for it? I'm asking you tonight, can you actually thank him for it? See, God had to take me through these things to get me in a place where I thank him. Problems. So now, there are things that were written against us. But now, I want to kind of go in a different direction here um, because things written against us, there were things even said against us. We're living in a world where people, now the devil, the devil uses people. The devil uses people uh, to say cruel, mean things, to say hurtful things against us, about us. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much uh, growing up in school or going through school, um, how the devil would use other kids, other adults to talk bad. Me. Now, it happens. We know bullying happens. We know uh, people pick on others, other people. Uh, this happens all through school. I'm not the only one that this has happened to. But these things that people say, they stick with you. We're we're living in a world where we've seen so many young people, not even just old people, young people committing suicide because of bullying, because of things that someone has said about these are things against us. Being written down, not only are people writing it on the board, writing it on the desk, writing it on walls. You go to the bathroom and and, uh, people would write things on the doors, write things on the walls about other people. Hurtful things, hateful things. The devil causing them to do it. Against us. Written against us. But you know. I thank God that through Christ, he has given us a way to escape. Read read that again, Melvin, for us. Verse again for us. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Now, I want to take this a slight, slightly different direction. There are things said about us that Jesus Christ came to destroy. That's what he died on the cross for. We know he died for our sins. But he went a step further. We know he died for our sins, but 
he died. And he told us he was sent back the comforter. See, we need comfort in the world that we're living in. I, I, I've, I've talked to many people. I've, I've um, been able to uh, j- just talk to different people. And we're living in a need comfort. There are people walking around homeless. I know we've heard that before, we've seen it before, but just really think about that. See, right now, many of us, we have a place that we call home, trailer home, mobile home, whatever kind of home it is. We have some type of place we call home, apartment, uh, condo, whatever it is, we have some place where we call home. But there are people stranded on the streets when it rains, it's raining on their head. There are people stranded out here who are needing comfort. See, I look at it because I don't want to take a place that God has given me for granted. Just because I don't like how where I'm staying, there are certain things I might not like about it. I might want something better, but I don't want God to see me complaining and he takes what I do have. And I end up homeless. Look, I've, I've been, uh, I've talked to people, people who have nowhere. But this is a sad thing. You talk about comfort. We need the Holy Ghost at these times. We need some type of comfort. Have you ever been in a situation where you could not help someone? Even though you wanted to, you just absolutely did not. You did not know what to do. Look, I've been in situations before where people have called me and said, look, I don't have nowhere to go. I'm stranded. I'm walking on the streets. People scared. People struggling. We ought to have, even if at that very moment, we don't have a place for people to go, we don't have money to give, whatever it is, even if we can, we ought to still offer comfort to them. We ought to offer the Holy Ghost. We ought to offer God to these people. That's what he sent the Holy Ghost for, to comfort people. Because there will always be some type of problems. But that's what he sent his spirit for, to comfort us. I have to go in a different direction than I intended to. But, Melvin, let's, uh, let's run over to the book of John. Run over to the book of John 14 and 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Mm-hmm. I will not leave you comfortless. 
you. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. We, we get so frustrated in life. We get so caught up with all the things that we've got to get done, all the things that are going on in the world. But, you know, at some point, to just sit down and be grateful for the Holy Ghost. You know, there's so many people without the Holy Ghost tonight. Now, you have the opportunity to get it. Don't for a second think that God doesn't want to give it to you. He already told us he does. Heavenly Father, look, he wants to give you this good gift. All you have to do is ask and believe. But I look at how God tonight because my heart goes out to um, so many people who are not saved. And so it makes me look at myself and wonder, God, why, why did you pick me? Even more so, my mind goes to the scripture. We talked about it in Bible study a week or two ago. What shall I render unto the Lord for his many benefits toward me? What, Lord, what am I going to give you in return? God has given me so much. Just sending Christ to die on the cross for sake for me. who's not worthy, a, a wretched sinner like me. The Bible said, while we were yes sinners, Christ died for us. Still came down here. He still did it. As I complained, he, he looked in the future and could see Tony would be somewhere complaining. Tony would be somewhere lying. He'd be somewhere stealing, doing all the things. God told me not to do, yet he still didn't do it. For the, my God, the Bible said, for the joy that was set before him. He did it with a smile on his face. Even as they whipped him, spit on him and beat him, he still had joy, even through the pain, my God, joy in the midst. Still had joy in the midst of all the pain. Even as the women, um, as they wept, him being on the cross, dying, they wept. He said, look, don't be sad for me. He said, you ought to be weeping for yourself. The joy that he felt doing what he did for us. And so now I look at myself and say, what can I do for him? to at least thank him for the comforter, something he's given me to overcome what was written again, to overcome the enemy, all the attacks of the devil. I was uh, doing some reading in the book of Esther, and we probably won't go and get it because I just kind of want to go in a different direction tonight, but I was doing some reading in the book of Esther and looking at how the man Haman came against the people of God and he didn't even have a real reason. You know, there are people, there are people that come against you at times. They don't even have a real reason to dislike you. They, you haven't even really did anything to them. Look, they, 
Um, Even recently, I was driving down the road. I don't even know the person. All I was doing was driving down the road. But according to them, and I can tell by the way they acted, they felt I was going too slow, man. (laughs) So they laid on the horn. I can tell it upset them. You know, sometimes you 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 uh, you don't drive as fast as people would like. They lay on their horn, and even after they pass you, they'll still blow their horn. <laughs> but glory be to God. You know, I had thoughts of waving at the person or blowing my horn back. But you know, the Comforter of God, my God, the Holy Ghost within me, told me not to. Don't do anything back to them. Allow them to feel the way they feel. See, God is working on me. I thank God for the Holy Ghost changing me. That's causing me. That's making me feel regardless of whatever is against me and whoever is against me, if God be for me. He said, who can be against? See, I understand who. It takes the Holy Ghost to realize this. It takes the comforter. He said he will always be with us. He's offering the Holy Ghost to you tonight. And even those of us who are, who have it, he's offering tonight. He's offering you more understanding, more knowledge, more wisdom. He's offering you more, my God, even those spiritual gifts. He's offering you more. If you so desire it, it's according to his will. I thank God for the comforter. See, there are people without comfort every single day. People struggling in their minds, anxiety attacks and and sicknesses, different diseases. People are having a hard time. I'm just watching the condition of the world, and it breaks my heart to see people without comfort. It hurts me because I see how giving me comfort. And I want that same thing for someone else. But it's going to take us to receive the Holy Ghost to be born again. You know, there are problems that people have. um, And we feel that there is no escape. We feel that we have been this way for 20 years, for 40 years. And we have to continue to deal with this problem because this is just who we are. People feel this way. People are struggling with depression. People are struggling with different sins, fornication, homosexuality, all struggles. Struggling with smoking and drinking addictions. Pornography, all types of things we feel that we have to be this way. But 
just get a hold of the comforter and allow God to lead us, guide us. He would teach us, you don't have to be this way. You don't have to stay this way. Yes, there are things against you. Yes, there are things written against you that people have said against you. People have lied on you. People have stolen from you. People have did all types of things. But if we can just get a hold to the comforter, You know, in the book of Esther, we won't go. But the man, Haman, had decided and had uh, persuaded the king that all of God's people were no benefit to him. The devil is against us. He's against us. And so he had put into place for all of the Jews to be killed, all of God's people to be killed. You know, the devil is against us. Jesus told Peter, Satan desires to sift you as we. He wants to come. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. The devil wanted to kill Jesus. And in fact, he even did. Now, God allowed it now. Well, I better rephrase that. Jesus said, no man takes his life but he laid down his life. And so the devil thought he won. That was the plan of God. See, there are things happening to us. It might look like we're losing. It might look like we're defeated. But in the end, it all works out. It is the plan of God. And so Haman had this law. Uh, with the king's permission, in effect, that all the Jews would be killed. But, you know, you'll have to go back and look at it. Uh, I won't be able to get into all of that. But God turned it around. Exactly what was written against the Jews, God turned it upside down. The man, Haman himself, ended up being hanged by the king. He planned to hang more, but he didn't know that the same trap that he created for Mordecai, the same death that he planned for someone else, it happened to him. See, God is for you, watching out for you. He's protecting you day by day. We ought to have some comfort in knowing this. Just think about the times that the devil wanted to take you out, the car accidents, the near accidents, uh, the, the threats on our lives, sicknesses that took over our bodies that had us down for weeks or days or whatever. Just think about all of the plans that the devil had for you and how God overturned those things. He thought he could, my God, he thought he could cause Job to curse God and die. But Job held on. He found some comfort in God. Now, of course, of course, he went through some things. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. 
blessed him to have double what he had when he started. See, the plan of God, it works. The plan of God works. What God has for you, look, it truly is for you. But you have to be willing to hold on. I'm telling you tonight, hold on to the comforter. Because hard times are coming. But I'm trying to encourage somebody tonight. If you have not, oh, look, it's time. You're going to need some comfort. So many times I've heard people say, oh, I would never do this. I would never do that. No, you would not in your right mind. Nobody would harm themselves in their right mind. But what the devil takes over people's mind. So you need the Holy Ghost. You need the comforter to protect yourself. The people love to get a gun, a knife, all of these weapons of warfare. But to be honest with you, the best weapon out there that's going to protect you is the Holy Ghost. See, a gun can't protect your mind. A gun cannot protect your mind. A gun will not allow you to sleep at you might think you can. A gun won't do it. Not the way that God can. So many times people have lost their lives with guns. Look, I'd rather lose my life with the Holy Ghost. Because God has the ability to protect you and keep you alive in ways that a gun cannot. I know people don't see it that way, but there's a reason he calls it the comforter. So I, I just wanted to encourage someone tonight. I, I, I went in a very different direction than I intended to, uh, but I feel that we need comfort. I feel that we need peace. Go and get for me, Melvin. Uh, get, get John 14 and 27 for me. Peace I leave with you. Go up to 26 first. Let's get 26 first and read down. But the Comforter, Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. It's important to get this. The Holy Ghost will teach you things. Look, I know one. I don't have much comfort when I don't have an understanding. When I lack an understanding of something, it's not much comfort. Look, it's stress. I am in distress when I don't understand something. Look, if you try to unlock your door, but you can't figure out why it won't unlock, you're in distress. If you can't get in your house and you have no clue why, you're in distress. But once you understand, oh, I'm using, 
Oh, once you understand certain things, you now have comfort. Now you're at ease. Now your blood pressure is lowered. You get comfort with knowledge. He tells us the Holy Ghost, which is the comfort. He said he's going to teach you all things. He's going to your remembrance. He's going to help you to understand why things are happening the way they are. See, we need the comforter. We need this. You know, people every day should be learning something. We should be growing in our knowledge because it only brings us more comfort. If you apply that knowledge, it brings me comfort to learn things. It helps you to get in a better place in life. So he tells us, this is what the Holy Ghost is coming for. The Holy Ghost is coming to teach you some things. Read for us, Mel. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. One in this chapter, he said, let your hearts be not troubled. The comfort is coming to bring us peace. We're troubled about so many things. That's what Jesus told Martha. He said, look, you're troubled about many things, much serving. You're, you're troubled. But once you can get the Holy Ghost and allow it to lead you, the troubles that we have, we learn to deal with them better. We get understanding about them. God begins to help us. We start to he cares for us. We start to understand he's making a way for you to come out of this thing. We might be in it. We might be in trouble, in the fire. But he's right there with us. The Holy Ghost will allow us to understand. You know, I've, I've heard many people talk about they're alone. What they're telling me is they don't have any comfort. But that's what the Holy Ghost is coming for, to let you know you're not alone. To let you know that Jesus went through things, the same things we're going through, and even more. And once you see that somebody else has been through something, look, it instantly gives us hope. It gives us comfort in knowing, well, they made it so I so I can make it. So I'm praying and I'm hoping that somebody out there would make it. look, it's time for me to receive. Comfort of God, not the comfort that the world gives. See, look, there's certain comfort that the world gives us. Uh, people say you need to treat yourself. You need to take a vacation or you need to get a manicure or a pedicure. or you, <laughs> you need to pamper yourself. See, people come up with some things, this worldly comfort. You need to just sit down and eat some ice cream. You need to watch a movie, eat some popcorn. This is worldly comfort. It's fine. It, it so Jesus said, I'm going to give you some comfort, not as the world gives you. This eternal comfort. This comfort that lasts. So may God bless you. And I pray again. There's some.
mind up, that they want the comfort that God wants to give. The com- they want God's help. This is God offering his help to you. Don't turn down the help of God. There's, there's enough already against you. The devil is already against you. Don't, don't turn God against you. God is for you. But if we continue to reject him, God will reject us. That's the most dangerous place anybody could ever be when God rejects you. So may God bless you. May God continue to strengthen you and help you. And may God give you comfort. At this time, I'll turn it back into your hands, Mel. Um, thank you. Um, great message as always. And we have some uh, uh, some more comments. Um, Cynthia says, praise the Lord. Good to be here. Praise the Lord to you. Thank you so much. Carmen says, amen. And also God is good. And that is definitely true. He's good all the time. Even if we don't think he's being good, he, he is. Uh, Chris King says, hi, brothers. God bless. Hope all is well. Hope all is well with you too. Thank you. Um, Bernelia says, praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Um, Jesse says, amen. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. And um, Cynthia also says, help me, Lord, in response to when Tony says, I want I want the Lord to help me. And that I want the Lord to help me as well through everything that I go through. And just as well as everyone else, because no one wants through anything. But, you know, those those experiences work with patience and understanding. So the next time we go through it, we'll know how to handle it. But I just wanted to add something. Um, Tony, you had said that um, when we don't understand something, uh, we're, we're in distress. And I just started thinking of the times that I've written code and the, my application wouldn't run. And I didn't know why it was breaking. And I would get really in distress. I would get really frustrated because I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know why I was doing that. I wrote so much. I wrote all these lines. I don't know what's going on. See where the issue is. I may not even know how to solve the problem, but I understand where the problem is coming from. That makes everything a million times better. And that can go for anything. You know, you can be struggling with a certain addiction, struggling with something else. And if you don't know triggering that, it can be so frustrating. But once you do know what it is, you you can attack the problem at the root. You know, like when the tree is growing, you can cut the tree, it can grow again. But if you cut it from the roots, <laughs> it won't grow. I'm reminded of a place in the Bible where it said um, some people were And there is no turning back for those people. So I pray that we all get baptized in Jesus' name, get the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, because we know that that's the way to salvation is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. So I don't think there are any more comments. Uh, There are. David says, my help comes from the Lord Jesus. He said he would never leave us or forsake us, but will go with us all the way. Thank you, my Jesus, for your help. And Kim also says amen. So amen to both of those comments. Thank you for the interaction. And I don't think there are anything else. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. As Tony mentioned earlier, we are going through a series on anger management. So we would love to see you guys there. And all of these Bible studies are being recorded. So we would love to see you guys there. But 
for whatever reason, um, these are all online at jmsbible.com slash messages. So, but we would love to see you guys there um, to come interact and ask questions because asking questions is definitely important. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony. Count all joy and again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.